Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. It is the Colts 31, the Houston Texans 20. But that's only part of the story. Don't get me wrong. A win is a win is a win is a win. And it's, it's clearly a team win. Offense doing their job, defense doing their job, special teams screwed out of a blocked field goal, but what are you going to do? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. It's what they lost in the win that makes you wonder what the future looks like because, of course, Anthony Richardson got knocked out of this game in the concussion protocol after scoring two touchdowns, but they were both running touchdowns. Gardner Minshew comes into the game. He's 19 of 23 for 171 yards and a touchdown. Do you feel good going forward? They only really used one running back. That was Zach Moss. They did amass over 100 yards on the ground, but exactly what kind of running game do we have here? And the way Houston was able to at least attempt to come back makes you wonder if this defense can really be trusted to bend and not break. JMV joins us right now from 93.5-1075, the fan in Indianapolis. He is the voice of sports in Indiana. Let's start with Anthony Richardson in the concussion protocol. What happened? What's happening? Well, I mean, he got hit in that uh, second touchdown run. Um, you know, people thought he slowed up, which he did. Uh, players, his teammates said in the locker room yesterday, they felt was more that he didn't see Stewart coming on defensively to lay that hit on him, or maybe he would have protected himself a little bit better, which is a point that you and I will get into, I'm sure, coming up a little bit later on because that absolutely has to happen. But it was on that second touchdown run. Um, it was uh, symptoms, apparently, um, according to reports yesterday, that he's the one that went to the training staff and said, hey, I got something going on here. Thus, he ended up going into the tent and going back to the locker room uh, being evaluated and then placed in concussion protocol and done for the game. So we'll we'll see what happens. Alec Ogletree, uh, last week, you remember, in that opener, uh, got injured, had a concussion. He was cleared later on this past week, but he did not participate yesterday. And I would have to think that maybe the Colts handle Richardson even more carefully in this situation. So I, I guess as I sit here right now, Tony, I would tell you I would be surprised if he participates coming up on Sunday. And I don't know the, the severity of it. I don't know where he is within the the whole uh, process of the concussion protocol. But I'd be surprised, you know, given how they handle these situations and also knowing that it's Anthony Richardson that he came out there and played, again, knowing what I know right now on this Monday. But I guess the good part about it is that Minshew Mania hit, and there was a reason why the Colts went out and got – themselves the backup quarterback that they trusted somebody that knows Shane Steichen's system because the dude got in there the second quarter Tony and did not miss a beat I don't I think find that's it, going to be great for Baltimore but he didn't miss a beat nonetheless let's get into that because I find it interesting that yeah. when he refers to coach Steichen he calls him Shane Gardner yeah. Minshew calls him Shane all the time and it's like that's super personal that's almost unprofessional yet somehow when Uncle Rico says it you kind of dig what's going on you're like okay and I think that while we still need to discuss more about Anthony Richardson's, 
uh, Richardson and, and, and what happened here and what we think of his play. Uh, Gardner Minshew threw a solid game, man. And you got to believe that the truth is, aside from Anthony Richardson's ability to move, his, phys- his, the, his physical ability to move, get out of certain uh, predicaments. When it comes to throwing the ball, Minshew is more precise than Richardson is. Yeah, he is. You can tell he's been in that system for a while, too, Tony, because he had not only that with the precision you're talking about with his arm, but also the timing. And a lot of that is timing. He was very patient with those plays to let them evolve. He threw a very catchable ball, got Josh Downs going a little bit there as well. He just came in. And granted, we do have to say this, Houston stinks. I mean, they stink, stink for a lot of reasons. Uh, But it doesn't matter. The Colts still go down and get a win. But Minshew was forced into a situation where everybody kind of wondered. And in that second quarter where he got those couple of touchdowns there, you could not have asked for anything better given the circumstances. And we'll see if he ultimately ends up being the starter coming up in Baltimore on Sunday, which is going to be a much more difficult task, to say the least. So let's go back to to Richardson. And and I believe there's no question in Baltimore Minshew's going to be the starter. We, we don't even have to question that. Of course, it's happening. I think it's going to be two games, not one. I'll put my money on yeah. that right now. I want to get back to Anthony Richardson and how you saw that first quarter of play. Is this too much running for you? Is this a guy who seems comfortable in the pocket? I know that's two questions, but it's really about the, the, really the latter. Is this a guy who right now is comfortable in the pocket preparing to throw that ball? Hey, Tony, part of the issue is here his signature is running. This offense is built around him being able to be mobile and athletic. So when you ask the question, is it too much running? Um, I mean, yesterday it was so early. You're, you're obviously saying no. Um, when it becomes too much running, I'll give you this. I'll give you a comparison. Andrew Luck, his signature going back with his mobility was always the quotable extension of the play. Hey, you know, that's his signature. He's out there. He extends the play, gets extra yardage or whatever. And that was always great. And everybody Tony talked about it. It was phenomenal until it wasn't, until the extension of the play led to being hit more. And those uh, injuries started to happen as well. I think that's when we're going to find out. Now, he has to evolve more of a, a pocket passer. And I guess what I'm trying to say is right now, no, it's not too much. One of these days, it absolutely will be. Trevor Lawrence told him last week with great advice saying, hey, you have to protect yourself. Don't take unnecessary hits. And really, that's what happened yesterday. That was an unnecessary hit. He dives into the end zone, protects himself. He's still out there playing, but he kind of cruises in, slows down, and takes a pop. And then, obviously, his head gets messed around a little bit. You go out, you're on concussion protocol. So, no, to answer your question again, right now, it is not too much. But further down the road in years and what we're talking about, yes, it's going to be too much, and he has to be more of a pocket presence, more confident in being able to throw into tight windows and more accurate, which I know all Colts fans are hoping to see one of these days. The defense, look, they had themselves a very, very, very good game uh, yesterday. They didn't have themselves a Micah Parsons game in that Cowboys game, um, uh, against the Jets. Uh, but they had themselves a, a very, very good game. Uh, is, is this still Shaquille Leonard's 
defense, or is this now the EJ Speed, Zaire Franklin defense? Well, I mean, those guys are playing as well, certainly. No doubt. I, I said this yesterday in a tweet. I said, I, I, I know that rotationally speaking, Gus Bradley changes out defensive parts, uh, you know, given the situations. I understand that part. But whenever EJ Speed comes off the field, I get bummed out because he is a playmaker. And a lot has been made, certainly, with the return of Shaquille Leonard. A lot has been made about Zaire Franklin last week, the 18, 19 tackles he had and what he has transformed into. I don't think enough nearly is being made about EJ Speed because we're watching him evolve, I think, right before our eyes as a really good football player. Just as a and matter of just as a matter of statistics. Out. Hold on there. Six yeah. t- uh total uh tackles. Six of them are solo, one sack, and two uh tackles for a loss. That's what EJ Speed. He always seems like yeah, and th- th- those those are the stats, you know, in which you reference when you bring him up. It just seems to me this is my eyeball test here. Seems like he's always somewhere around the play. And these are similar things that we said about who? About Shaquille Leonard. We said that he's always around the ball. He's always around the play, always there making plays. That's how I feel about EJ Speed, and that's how he used to feel as well when he first started to get that notoriety about Shaquille Leonard. So, yeah, very impressed with the linebackers. You mentioned the leader of this team. Defensively, without question, is DeForest Buckner. I think we can all – come to that conclusion right now and really what the defensive line yesterday Tony did was what we talked about it needed to do in week number one against Jacksonville that may have been the only edge that they had in that opener was the defensive line against the Jaguars offensive line they took advantage of that for three and a half quarters they took advantage of that the entire game yesterday that should always or at least almost always be their advantage and at least in the first two weeks, they've taken advantage of just that. The Texans were a match unit, you know, along that offensive line. I mean, it was really a joke for a week number two situation to have that many bodies down and that lack of cohesion. I thought that C.J. Stroud, for what he put up, was phenomenal considering what he had to work with around him. I, I thought it was a phenomenal performance for him. But, uh, yeah, Houston was a mess, and the Colts up front defensively, Tony, took full advantage of that. You take a look going forward. You take a look at what's going to take to get again to go against the Ravens to go against Lamar Jackson, and I, I certainly can't speak for the Ravens defense. Your coach Shane Steichen. You don't have Anthony Richardson. You got a questionable running game. I mean, you only ran Zach Moss. He got eighty-eight yards. It's impressive stuff, by the way. But none of my none of my guy Jake Funk. Nobody else uh, really in there to to try and and make things happen. You need to give Gardner Minshew a little bit of extra protection compared to Richardson because of the mobility issue. What kind of offense are you putting in? What do you expect to see Shane Steichen roll with come next week uh, in Baltimore? Yeah, I I think it's going to be more what you saw with Minshew coming in that game yesterday. It's going to be more of those kind of Rhythm, passing plays, you know, the stuff that, that Minshew was so good at yesterday. It wasn't so much, you know, just the strength of his arm or anything. He was incredibly accurate. He put the ball on the money, no doubt about that. But it was the, the whole timing of the issue, too, that that was a big deal. Now, granted, Tony, we got to remember that the advanced scout will end up catching up. I thought Shane Steichen had an outstanding game coaching yesterday. He really did. You know, even beyond that whole making them use the timeout type of thing in the fourth quarter late in that game. Oh, but with the whole the, fake punt, not fake punt thing? What's that, buddy? Like they, they, they had gone out to punt yeah, and then they brought right, the offense right. back on. You're like, oh, that's good. 
Right. So yeah, he he, he made uh, D'Amico Ryan's you know, waste of time out in that situation. I mean, that, that would just stood out because you don't normally see that type of maneuver coaching wise. But I, what I really thought, and, and you can play off of this as well, I, both games in introducing Anthony Richardson to the NFL. I think Shane has done a great job in doing just that. You know, not overwhelming him, not overloading him, getting him comfortable, getting him confident, whether it's, you know, running or throwing. Now, the problem is he hasn't finished either game, and that's the biggest problem. And, again, that's the category of you've got to make sure you protect yourself to the best that you can. But, you know, you're talking about next week. The uh, the Zach Moss all but one snap, uh, that is something that you cannot sustain. I mean, you just cannot sustain in the NFL, so you're going to find somebody else. I think what that did say is, you know exactly what they thought about everybody else, and sorry about that. I guess the funk was probably involved in that. Certainly, Deion Jackson was involved in that decision. But people ask me, so does this mean they don't need Jonathan Taylor? Well, of course, it doesn't mean they don't need Jonathan Taylor. But what it did mean yesterday that Zach Moss was huge, and that to me, his stat line was what was most necessary in winning that game. You can look at a lot of other things, but the embarrassing lack of running they had last weekend uh, in that loss to Jacksonville. I thought what Zach Moss brought to the table was as important as any reason why the Colts won that game yesterday See, in Houston. I, I look at the at Zach Moss in the 88 yards, and I never said to myself, well, does this prove you need or don't need uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor? Because I think that's inconsequential. I, JMV, what I said is uh, that this proves that the offensive line has to make openings no matter who the defensive line is. Are they prepared to actually be that kind of O-line going forward? And the question to you is know. yes or no. Yeah, they looked good yesterday. I know, and I've been on them enough. Uh, negatively speaking, where I, I need to give credit where credit is due, and they look good. And, and no matter who they are up against, that offensive line played as well as we've seen in a while. In fact, I think you look at up and down offensively, that was as seamless, even with that injury to Richardson, an offensive performance that we've seen in a long time. I mean, when you look at it from top to bottom, that was a really nice offensive performance, and we haven't seen a lot of those in, in recent history. But, no, give the offensive line a lot of credit because yesterday they did what they should have done in that situation. They they dominated, and, you know, Houston just looked like a mess. I mean, even past that, you look at the play calling down the stretch, they're down three touchdowns, and, you know, they were calling plays in that fourth quarter from the bench like they're up three touchdowns. It was kind of amazing how they were trying to work with that. I felt at times bad for C.J. Stroud. But I think I saw enough to know, that given those circumstances, Stroud's going to be a problem in the AFC South for everybody for a long period of time. He's going to become a good quarterback. For those that just say, well, he's from Ohio State, look at all these other Ohio State guys that suck or whatever. Hey, this is not going to be the case. This kid's going to be really good, especially when they get some workable parts around him. The AFC South will soon have Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson and very possibly Will Levis. That may that change may come. <laughs> yeah, very possible. Yeah, in uh, in yeah. Tennessee, uh, this is going to be a quarterback freak show, by uh, very possible in the next couple of years. JMV ninety three five one zero seven five. The fan in Indianapolis, the voice of sports in Indiana. Always appreciate it. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today.